Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me. I'm Tracy Harris, and this is At Home in My Head, the podcast that explores experience and meaning and their impact on individuals and the broader society. People have been asking me if I'm going to talk any more about free speech, and I hope to. But today's episode is going to be more of a public service announcement. Last week I went online to the Area Blood Center website and I scheduled an appointment. I added a note telling the blood center that I needed an experienced person to do the blood draw. I have small veins that are hard to hit. And when the first stick doesn't hit it, it can be uncomfortable because the needle has to be adjusted in your arm to get the blood flow required. For the past two days, I had avoided aspirin or anything with aspirin in it. And this morning, I got up made sure to eat breakfast, and had coffee, even though caffeine is supposed to be avoided. I signed back into the Blood Center website to complete their quick pass testing. The test consists of very personal and invasive questions about your medical history, personal history, and sexual history. And there is much controversy around some of the exclusions regarding gay men and HIV. I encourage you to look into that further if you have questions. That's a discussion for another day, but it's definitely not something I dismiss or excuse. I still choose to donate because I believe folks who can donate should consider doing so in order to help people with medical needs while we address concerns around restrictions that need to be revisited. In the past, the questionnaire was only available at the point of donation, so you'd be put in a private room to fill it out. But now you can take the test online before you come in. Where I'm at, you have to take it the same day as your donation. Once it's completed, you get a QR code that you can print or email to yourself. I just snap a screenshot of it, and I'm on my way. I drove 15 minutes to the blood center where I sat in the parking lot and waited for them to open the doors at 10 a.m. They were a little late this morning, and I'm not sure if that was due to the time change. I was the first one inside, and I walked past the educational materials that were required to review. They usually alert donors to any updates or changes, and if there are none, I usually either simply scan them or skip it altogether, although technically I'm supposed to read them every time. I then signed the register, added my emergency contact, and handed my ID and donor card to the person working the check-in. She asked me if I wanted points to go toward any organization, and I told her that information was on my donor card. She entered it and handed me back my cards, and I sat in the waiting room for a few minutes before another worker in a white coat called me back to complete the check-in for my vitals and to confirm any questions about my answers to the questionnaire. 
I sometimes have to wait a little longer, but first appointments on Sunday morning generally go pretty quickly. I followed the worker into a small room where she pulled up my information on the computer and had me e-sign the consent form saying I'd read the educational materials. She took my temperature, blood pressure, and did a small finger stick to use a drop or two of blood to determine my iron levels. In the past, I've had trouble with iron levels being too low. I still get the donor points and any special giveaway items, but I'm not allowed to donate when that happens. I don't have to wait the full eight weeks to come back in that case, though. I can spend a week taking iron supplements and vitamin C to help with the iron absorption, and then I can try again. Lately, though, I've been hitting the numbers and doing pretty well. Today, I was over 15. I don't actually know what that number means, but that's probably the highest I've ever gotten to before. She asked me to show her my arms. I've never asked, but I assume this is to assess whether or not I've answered the questionnaire honestly for questions dealing with using needles for injecting things that aren't prescribed by my doctor. After that was done, I was led back into the waiting room, and in what seemed like no time at all, a woman walked up to the wall, pulled a sheet from a box, and called me back for my blood draw. She asked me which arm, and I said, left, because statistically, they have the best luck finding a vein in that arm for me. But neither arm is very good. In the segment that follows, you'll hear the pumping of the blood pressure cuff that's used to create pressure on the upper arm to make the veins more visible. I've been given a stress ball to squeeze when indicated in order to support the effort to find a useful vein. She will prompt and question me as she pushes her fingers around the area that she plans to use, trying to locate a good vein. Ultimately, she was not able to find one, and we decided to try the right arm. The last sounds you'll hear are the cuff deflating and the Velcro as she removes the cuff to try again on my other arm. Times on Well, we can try the other if you want. Go ahead and squeeze. Go ahead and see if you find The tech ended up calling over a manager to come and check my right arm after she had trouble finding the vein there as well. Once one was finally identified, you'll hear the process in the next segment where, again, you'll hear the inflating blood pressure cuff and our interactions. The needle is inserted between, okay, you ready? And, you doing okay? And yes, I was doing okay. Times on hold. 
The draw went really well. It doesn't always go well for me. Sometimes they have to clear the lines if the draw goes too slowly and the tube starts to clot. Sometimes the flow slows and they have to adjust the needle in my arm. And I won't lie, it's not fun. But it's also not something that keeps me from donating. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I fully understand that different people have different circumstances. Some people are deferred, which means that they're not able to donate, and that might be temporary or a permanent situation. Some people simply have a fear of needles, which I began to understand better as I got older. It's not just discomfort. It can literally cause some people to faint or swoon and experience a very real rapid drop in blood pressure. It can be medically risky, and I actually have two friends who have this condition, which is called trypanophobia. So I'm not here to guilt anyone into becoming a donor. There are a lot of reasons someone may not be able to do it or may not want to do it. I'm mainly providing this information for folks who might be interested, who might just need a little more information to get comfortable with the process and understand what to expect. My draw today went quickly and was uneventful. I even said at the end of it that it was probably the fastest draw I've ever had. I was told it was under five minutes. I'm sure that's a personal best. I've donated occasionally for blood drives at school or at work, but at some point I just started proactively making appointments to donate. And as of today, I have 75 recorded donations, five of which have been in the last 12 months. The local blood center also has a personal point system where donors can trade in points for merch. I'm currently at 1,100 points, and that qualifies me for a t-shirt, a ball cap, or a shopping bag. I get about 250 points per donation, and I usually go for the bags, but I've been collecting oversized t-shirts for pajamas, so who knows. After the draw, the technician escorts the donor to the cantina, which is a snack bar with chairs and tables and treats. My favorites are the goldfish and the Chex Mix, because I normally don't keep those at home. But they also offer a variety of cookies for people who enjoy something a little more sweet. There are drinks as well, and I usually get an orange juice, but I've also gotten hot decaf tea. And they also have a trivia board that used to be for prizes. Now, though, it functions mainly as just a fun game. Today's question was, where was the first St. Patrick's Day parade held? I guessed Dublin, and I was wrong. When they told me the answer, I said I'd never have guessed it. If you want to know, you'll have to Google. No spoilers today. But the tech dropped me off in the cantina where Yusuf was behind the counter and asked me what I'd like. I said just a little orange juice and then sat down to have some Chex Mix. I don't know Yusuf. I don't think I've ever seen him before. But we struck up a conversation and what follows is part of that engagement. 
I had originally recorded it in video, but after seeing some logos in the background and not knowing as well what the facility's policy was with regard to video recording inside, I opted to provide the interaction in audio here, and if I convert it into a short later, I may feature an image that doesn't include the logo or the branding content. Is it okay if we film? Yeah, for sure. It is. All right, thanks. So who am I talking to today? My name is Yusuf. I'm currently a college student at the University of Texas at Dallas. I've really been volunteering here like since high school. I went to Vanderbilt High School over near Lake Travis. It's just been kind of a habit of me to go in on my days off. Currently we're on spring break. I have like a couple of days off that I come in for volunteer. I needed these hours in high school for like certain programs I needed to join and it kind of got me in the habit of you know being an active member within my community and like seeking like different volunteer opportunities. You can sign up for like different shifts and you know they're very flexible as far as like scheduling. I hope to go into the healthcare field so kind of by being in an environment where I'm expected to be in later on in my life, I think like it really helps me on like with my career. Awesome. Well that's great. After I was done in the cantina, Yusuf and I said goodbye and wished each other a nice day. And I went home with my new 2XL t-shirt pajamas and enough points to put me over the top for that shirt, cap, or bag. I showed up at 10 a.m. and I was on my way home by 10.45, and that includes my cantina time. I'm not allowed to lift anything heavy for the next two days, and that's another consideration. If you work a job where you have to lift, then you might want to consider if this is the right fit for you to give back. I want to be totally transparent here also and say that even though I noted today's draw went quickly, since I have veins that can be tricky, I've had donations that went beyond two hours. I've also had the flow stop and the techs and managers be unable to start it up again. Yes, it can be frustrating to sit there for more than an hour and go home knowing that the blood that was collected is now useless and going to be discarded. But I guess that's why I think of it as an overall effort. It's not today's draw, or that draw from a year ago that got tossed. It's the collective 75 draws that I know went to helping someone somewhere. All of us do what we can. Some of us are doing all we can to just exist for one more day. But for those who have that breathing room to do some good, I encourage you to find something that suits you. And when I offer these ideas, that's really all they are, ideas. I'm not telling people how to be useful. I'm not saying that if you can donate and choose not to, that you're a bad person and need to change. You do you. But do something if you can. I'm offering this up as an avenue to do good, if you're not afraid of needles and have an hour or two to spare every eight weeks. Or, if that needle is intimidating, maybe you can be the person handing out the cookies and orange juice to the donors on a Sunday morning as you sit behind the counter and read your textbook or listen to your favorite podcast. Maybe volunteering is better for you than donating. It's similar to the Kiva team. I have the link in the description. I mention it now and then. I was actually surprised to see that I have a new team member last time I logged in. I'd gotten back about $90 in loans, and I relent that money to someone else now to help them with their business in an unbanked or underbanked region of the world. If you have money and you want to find a way to put it to work in that way, feel free to join the team. 
if you aren't a joiner, but you think it sounds like something you'd be into, then get on Kiva and do it and don't join a team or join a different team. There are a lot of teams. Some of us have money. Some of us have time. Some of us have neither. Some of us have both. But if you've been thinking about donating or looking for something to do to give back, and this seems like a fit for you, check into your own area blood centers and see what's on offer. Life is short, and there are a lot of people out there who need support. If you're someone in a position to offer it, and you feel like there's room in your life to do more, just throwing this out there for consideration. Thanks for listening. That's it for this episode of At Home In My Head, exploring experience and meaning in individuals and the broader society. Like and subscribe if you enjoy these talks. And in the meantime, stay safe, be well, and never stop exploring.